<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Si el ritmo te lleva a mover la cabeza y empezamos como es. Mi música no discrimina a nadie, así que vamos a romper. Toda mi gente se mueve. Mira el ritmo como los tiene. Hago música que entretiene. El mundo nos quiere, nos quiere, me quiere a mí. Toda mi gente se mueve. Mira el ritmo como los tiene. Hago música que entretiene. Mi música los tiene fuerte bailando y se baila así. Bass, 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 bass. So, so, so bassy. It's hurting my eardrums. Bum, 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 bum. What's good, everybody? I'm mi gente. What's going on? This is Sons of Slam Show. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Good to see you again, buddy. It's good to see you, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Not bad. Same old, same old. Mm. I hear that indeed, except for things that we've done. Not the same old, same old. Yes. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on here. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, and... Oh, what a couple weeks. We, oh, what we, a couple weeks it has been. We, we missed a week, but we were able to get in our last, your, your first live experience, major live experience. And mm-hmm. since then, we've had another live experience that we will delve into very quickly. Um, amongst other things that have been consumed in the visual medium. So, let's get to it. Jay, I love your song, but that's not that. All right. So, uh, before we get into all the things that we... We were a part of that we watched over the weekends. Uh, awesome pay per views, awesome live events that we've we've been at. Um, I would like to talk about uh, first off. Uh, I don't know if you watched, and I meant to get to this last week because it was just so insane how everything blew up after this. And uh, uh, yeah, did you get to watch Dark Side of the Ring? The plane ride from hell the one? Plane, the, the yes. Chris, the, 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 the first one. one. In, yes, I'm sorry. The first one in the new uh, season. I did see the plane ride from hell. I did watch it. And, uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't even know what to... It, anything you say... It. I, anything you say as a straight white male in this particular instance... It's going to seem bad. Mm. So I'm just going to defer to you. What did you think about it? <laughs> um, I, I thought it was eye-opening, to say the least. Uh, if you are not aware, uh, Dark Side of the Ring returns last week. Two weeks ago, excuse me. Um, and the first episode of, of the new batch was basically the plane ride from hell. And it was so not thought of as a major deal uh, to the point where they made a cartoon about it. There was a cartoon on the network... That based on the plane ride from hell, yeah. and the details of it were never really known. It was basically there were a bunch of guys they were drunk and, and acted a fool, and uh, that was the end of the ride. And they came from London, uh, from the insurrection uh, pay per view two thousand two, over to Connecticut, and that was the plane ride. And they all had a jolly good time, and that was it. Um, not so much 
<laughs> not not so much. Um, they you know, it starts to delve into all the uh, well, the dark side of the plane ride. Dark side of the plane ride. It uh, interviewed a uh, a stewardess that was on on board. They interviewed uh, Ron Va- Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer. They had uh, uh, they, they talked about uh, X Pac. They talked about Scott Hall. Um, I remember him as uh, Aldo Montoya in WWE, but in ECW, he was, uh, give me a clue name, bald guy. This is going to kill me. And I have yeah. my notes here, too. Uh, I will get that name. So basically, the, the gist of it was May 2002, flight from London to Connecticut. They had their pay-per-view uh, in London, uh, Insurrection, and the plan was for them, they had a, a, a show the next day. Um live they had raw monday night they were flying over and they couldn't fly over because they had a seven hour delay and according to the stewardess that they interviewed throughout this that she uh, basically usually just goes through basically one car if that of liquor per flight on the whole plane ride on the whole plane ride before even taking off the ground they went through three so that there was that uh we learned about uh the drug uh halcyon so H, so basically it's a roofie drug that wrestlers thought was funny to put in other people's drinks to get them kind of loopy. Um, they- Back then, people took that shit. Pete, you, you took GHB just for the hell of it. Yeah. Just I remember a, a, a comedian, uh, Tom Segura, has said that he was like 19, which is probably around the same time as all this is happening, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a couple, five years before that. Mm-hmm. And he said that he OD'd on GHB from partying too much. So it's like, it, that's it's a wild thing to, to OD on, uh, I guess. Coke, yeah. yeah, that's different. You know, heroin, a little worse. I, I, GHB, you're like, damn, dude, well, what are you doing? I think it's a little, I think that this. might be worse than, the, because we just don't know, well, at least we don't know too much about it. I, I, again, it's the first I've, I've heard. I've heard of H. I just didn't know it was halcyon, and that was so frequently used, especially then. I thought it was heroin. Um, this whole time. <laughs> this whole, this whole I'm not even time. joking. I thought they were the talking H about heroin. Halcyon. Uh, just Incredible was the name I was looking for. Just Incredible was the name. Ah, yes. Used to be Aldo Montoya, and uh, he was in ECW. Just Incredible. Uh, and Terry Reynolds. Also, they interviewed her, and good God, do I feel for her. Um, yeah. So this whole fiasco basically went down with this plane ride. They're, they told stories of Michael P. Hayes uh, and his, his ponytail uh, getting chopped off by uh, Sean Waltman. Um, and then basically him going on a detective hunt to find out, very pissed off as he was, uh, trying to find out who cut it. Uh, who knew that uh, Kurt Henning was a prankster, basically took a, a, a handful of, cre- of shaving cream, smacked Brock Lesnar in the head with it. Lesnar then, and these, bo- both these gentlemen are 6'4 and huge. Uh, he chases him down. Uh, Henning gets chased by Lesnar down the, the, uh, the aisle. He finally gets pinned by Lesnar against the door of the plane, and they're in 30,000 feet. So he's pushing him against the fuselage, which is the body of the plane, against mm-hmm. the door, and reports say that there was a pop from the door that uh, they heard. And then that's when all of a sudden everybody got, got freaked out and serious and told him to stop. So there was that. Uh, you had the incident with Scott Hall, because he was drunk since he, he was always drunk. Um, and him, I don't think it was just drunk. He doesn't he, remember anything. He doesn't remember anything of that 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 situation. Possibly he was on H, um, and him uh, going after uh, you know, women on the plane. There was uh, um, 
Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Reynolds, who uh, since they, he had broken up with Terry, uh, got onto the microphone of the plane and started serenading her. And uh, Jim Ross says, uh, uh, funny line, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he, it's a good thing he didn't have a career in singing or something like that. Um, so here's a weird thing that I really just thought of. Please. Dustin Runnels and Terry Runnels used to be married. That is correct. Okay. Terry Runnels used, still uses the Runnels name. Yeah. That's interesting. I figured she would want to steer clear. I mean, but it's also it's the biggest one of the biggest names in wrestling. So, Sands McMahon, Flair, and Guerrero. People don't know her by that, I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, what else? It's a lot better if she was using Runnels instead of Rhodes. Imagine that. Yeah, that would be very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers have to have a conversation. Um, Terry told that story. Terry also told another story about Brock Lesnar in the locker room getting flashed by Brock Lesnar. Yes. Um, and that's that one. That one. There's two things about this whole this whole episode. That gets me because there's no fallout. Actually, there's actually three things. One is that there's no there was no fallout from him. Because mm-hmm. he's Brock Lesnar and he's, he's he's I guess he's got it made like that. Nothing. Ric Flair, on the other hand, who in his heyday he was basically what, what uh, Jim Ross labeled as untouchable, a made man is what he said. He called him a made yes. man. Um, that he could go through the plane with just a robe, nothing else on, and helicopter his penis in front of the stewardess. That story was also told by several eyewitnesses. He. Got the, I think the major of the fallout. <laughs> I think it's the visual. <laughs> it's bad, but the visual is fucking hilarious to me. It's, it's I don't know visual. why. I think it's the it's, visual. It's unacceptable. We, uh, we know that that's not okay, Rick, but it's hilarious. But just the hysterical. And I think it was, uh, oh, Tommy Dreamer called it the uh, the hammer. Just He swung the hammer around. Um, so there was that instance there. That, why was Tommy Dreamer looking at Ric Flair's dick so well, much? I mean, I mean who, was it, listen, wasn't everybody prob- on the plane? You know what? I take it back. If Rick, if I just so happen to come across Ric Flair, I, I'm going to look at it. I mean, <laughs> mind you, I'm going to look I'm at gonna, it. It's the greatest of all time. I'm going to look at it, see what he's working with. There's a, there's a drop for you. Uh, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at it. Uh, and all this, by the way, going, going down while Vinnie Mac is in the front of the plane. Out of sight, out of mind. Flair is helicoptering around. Scott Hall's passed out. Uh, big men knocking each other into the plane. You have uh, Michael P. Hayes trying to find the, the culprit to his, uh, his ponytail snag. Meanwhile, nobody cares or, or has any respect for him whatsoever. Um, and, and again, they're all drunk because they all had nothing else better to do. So there was the, there was the Ric Flair fallout. The Lesnar non-fallout. My, the lack of lack fallout, of fallout for Ric Flair. For Rick, no, there was fallout. Was what I'm saying. It was major fallout for Ric Flair. He lost his he lost the sponsorship for for insurance. Okay. He's, not, he's no longer in the in the intro. Oh, you're for, saying after the episode? I'm saying after the episode aired. Okay. There was fallout okay. and there was non fallout. Gotcha. Non fallout. Brock Lesnar. He still has a career. Nobody yes. says anything about that. That he he flashed uh, Terry. Whatever. F- uh, Flair. Not only is, did he lose this this endorsement, he's not no longer in the intro for for WWE. Of their programming replaced by Warrior, uh, replaced by Warrior, and uh, you know, I, I've seen no more rumors regarding him being signed to anywhere else, including AEW. No. I've seen nothing, so there's that. The third thing, as far as Fallout goes, is Yonkers' own, if I want to claim that now, uh, Yo's own Tommy Dreamer, and yeah. Tommy. Uh, and uh, I listened to, uh, I believe I was talking to you, or I was talking to Rob also, but Rob had mentioned it. 
And then, I, and then I, the, the immediate reports came out as far as him being suspended from Impact Wrestling. And I'm uh-huh. watching the episode, and I watched the first 40 minutes of the episode. And I'm like, what's the big deal? I understand. He, like, Tommy's giving his, his account, and everything's fine. And he's talking about Ric Flair. He's talk, everybody's talking about Ric Flair. Everybody's talking about uh, you know, Michael Hayes and blah, blah, blah. I don't see what the problem is. And then comes the last 10 minutes. And then that's when the shovel was given to Tommy Dreamer and said, here, here's, here's your shovel. Take this shovel, dig a, as deep of a hole as you could possibly get, and then bury yourself in that, and then bury that dirt all over you. So in that 10-minute span, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, you know, it's something about if people didn't like my, my hair, you know, it'd be something with that also. He dug his own grave with these comments that he made, and uh, now, he, now he's suspended. So he's he's another uh, huge uh, name with the the fallout aspect of, and he was also a producer uh, backstage with uh, with Impact as well. Yeah, I uh, the term blackballed comes to mind when in in regards to Tommy Dreamer, although I don't think he's going to be completely blackballed forever. Uh, I think eventually he might make his way back. So he's been he's been gone from everything. Yeah. He's got busted open, he's been removed from that, although he's still on the 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 cover art for it. Mm. So Lord only knows until how long that gets changed. But from everything that I've heard, it still feels like he's a part of all of these ventures that he's in, just not public like currently to the public they they need to know that he's not in anything. He even has his own podcast called The House of Hardcore, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And and I cause I, I listen to a lot of the podcasts that that his podcast is on the network of. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the network is one of the people who I listen to, and even he was like, So you know, we got kinda and it's a comedy podcast, so they're all comedians. He goes, So we kinda gotta address the elephant in the room how one of our shows is just uh taking a hiatus currently. <laughs> okay. So, but they went into it, and it was it was kind of funny. He did uh, make mention. He did make comments. Excuse me. Uh, he said regarding my comments on Dark Side of the Ring, it was never my intention to offend, hurt, or victim shame anyone. I understand my comments were insensitive and could trigger emotions in someone's own personal past. I do not condone sexual misconduct of any kind. I apologize to anyone I offended. From the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry. And then soon thereafter, uh, Jericho responded to that, uh, and with one word, saying forgiven. Um, but he is now, as you mentioned, off of uh, Busted Open Radio, no longer on Impact for now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a wild, uh, a wild situation. And also mentioned mentions as far as uh, in AEW to never sign him. <laughs> like there are calls calls from many in in the company to just not sign him. Tommy Dreamer? No, uh, Ric Flair. Sorry, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Yeah. So there's that. I felt like that was where this whole Sting Tully Blanchard right rivalry was headed. Absolutely. I believe it was us that was talking about it on Wednesday that uh we all thought that before all this dark side of the ring uh scandal, I mm-hmm. guess you would call it happened. Uh they we had thought, I had thought definitely that he was going to appear on last Wednesday mm-hmm. in Arthur Ashe. Something with Andrade or something, or with uh, Sting and Tully, right? But that never happened. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Rick. Such as yeah. Such as uh, it's 
listen to things. It's a, it's a touch and go situation. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh, and unfortunately, talking about it is, is you can't talk about it and not dig yourself in more of a hole. Very true. Or just dig directly parallel to you. Yeah. It, it We're digging any... is my point. <laughs> There's a lot of digging going on. <laughs> so there was that. Um, tonight to AEW, Rochester. Uh, Rochester, yes. Uh, Wednesday night. Ramblings and of. you know what that means. Ramblings of uh, possibly maybe a debut. Yes, in, in Rochester, tonight. it might get windy. It might get pink, <laughs> windy, <laughs> dumb, windy. Um, uh, no, okay, windy ham, windy ham mm-hmm. in a rotunda. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a rotunda. <laughs> Some might call him a shyster. A sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bray Wyatt. We're talking about Bray, Bray Wyatt. All right, so there's. I that. don't know who that is anymore. <laughs> unfortunately, that's right. There is no Bray Wyatt. There is no more Bray Wyatt. And knowing AEW, though, they'd probably call him uh, Br- Wyatt Rotunda. Br- <laughs> Wyatt Brayson. And if I and if I'm right, Wyatt Harris. Wyatt, <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt Harris. If we can get every name that he's had in WWE and just combine them yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. The Husky Fiend. The Husky Wyatt Fiend. Harris. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so hopefully, should be fun though that'd be cool if we get him tonight um especially in rochester it's supposed to be a uh a dedication uh episode tonight to uh brody lee rest in peace dark order heavy yeah well that should be interesting since there really isn't a dark order well there is there, i mean not but and then there's the super smash bros that have no freaking name currently yeah Cole Cabana. but there's a something's gonna happen Something has to happen. Something has to. Well, as as in we said that last week too, and we really didn't get anything other than Jorge Masvidal at the end of the show. Yeah, that was technically. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get all to, into all that goodness uh, in a bit. Um, Alexa Bliss has been uh, is going to be off TV for a little bit. She's having uh, surgery on her sinus, sinus surgery. So it won't be. A, is that what they're calling them now? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is 2021. Um, <laughs> yeah, sinus surgery. Uh, mentioned that it's, it's not my here. sinuses redone. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm putting them up inside. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> I have to enlarge my sinus. I need to breathe. Are those real or fake? Uh, let's see. So she'll be out for a little bit. According to it's not a big deal. Uh, just keep her out of the ring for a little while. Uh, CM Punk banned from from uh, crowd diving. Really? No more dives for him. Yeah. Why? This it came and went. Um, let's see here. So uh Does that mean we saw the last crowd dive? Oh, you know what? I'm pot hold on. A uh, uh banned from New York City crowd surfing. Because of New York City? Does that mean he can do COVID it tonight? Mandates. Well um apparently not. Tonight's not in New York City, it's, it's in, in New York State. New York State. It's the state. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So mm. there, there's that. Uh, he went out to Twitter and he addressed the situation. Uh, he did not dive into the fans as he did in the past. It turns out the New York Athletic Commission put the kibosh on that. The New York State Athletic Commission does not allow stage dives. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. <laughs> so there you go. And that's that's why we didn't get that. I find that. All right. Maybe it's the Athletic Commission. That's why. Yeah, that's why we didn't get that at all. I was going to say, because like Warp Tour has been in New York City for how uh, 20 years at this point. <sighs> Well, fifteen definitely. You tell me, I'm none talking, of those artists have ever staged dove, but the athletic COVID man, different. but COVID. This is true. COVID. This is true. Fine. You're good. We're good. Keep with the times. COVID. We're good. 
We were, were good. We <laughs> were sitting. Next, we, we were with twenty thousand people. I know. We're okay. Listen, Roman Reigns had to put a mask on. That was hilarious. I thought that was hysterical, but I thought it was hysterical that the way he did it. But I understand that he did it, being immunocompromised and he's in remission. So you know what? Not yeah, take the yes. risk. <laughs> you know he's had cancer before. Let's put the mask on. I just want to say this one thing quickly before I get into a story I have from Friday. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. At first, I thought he was calling for a knuckle duster. Mm-hmm. And then when he took out the mask and put it on, I was like, aw, that's not fun. And then I really sat and thought about it, and I was like, hey, he had leukemia. All right, I get it. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. There you go. It's, it's, yeah, it makes sense. All right, so <laughs> listen to this. I don't yeah. think I told you about this story yet. Please. Me, Steven, and Joe Azone, who was with us on, on Wednesday, did we ended it? up going to Philadelphia yeah, it did make on it Friday. Friday. Good for you. We got cheesesteaks. Good for you. Did the I, whole tour. Good for you. Anytime I go to Philadelphia, I, I, it's I, always three things. You need to make a stop at cheese, three three different cheesesteak spots, Wawa to get a soft pretzel for the nightcap, and Krispy Kreme donuts. It's wow. my tradition the whole time. Got it. This tradition started last year, just so you know. Okay. Um, so we went down to Philly, and we got our cheesesteak situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want you to know, by the way, that I, I felt some sort of way for not being invited, but that's fine. You guys... Hope you guys had fun. I was like sitting right there in the middle of the row. Like, we going? We got? Are we going? Are the the, the three of us <laughs> going? And I'm sitting right in the middle of the row. Like, no, I wish I'm good. Knowing you were off, I I'm good. Picked no. you up. I had to go up to freaking Dobbs Ferry to pick up Joe. How's he doing up there? He lives there now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so we went to. Uh, I couldn't go anyway. I had a wedding. But the point exactly. Being, the point being. Yeah. 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 All right. So quiet. Anyway. <laughs> Well, jumping from cheesesteak to cheesesteak spot, mm. we eventually wanted to do something else. So we checked out, like, oh, are the Phillies playing? You know, baseball's the only thing really going on right now as far as sports, and it was a Friday. We're not getting football. And I wouldn't want to go to an Eagles game anyway. I heard they were real rowdy for them. Mm. So the Phillies were playing just for shits and gigs. We were going to go. We looked at the tickets. We're like, ah, fuck it. We started driving around a little bit. We eventually squ- uh wound up upon an aquarium so we eventually you know went to the aquarium and it was all fun time like we had a blast okay on my way home i was we we were talking so i was you know just casually listening to uh pat mcafee's podcast and that's when i found out and i started to get really depressed and kick myself in the ass for it okay that smackdown was in Philadelphia that night. And not only that, but the fucking baseball game would have started an hour later and we would have got on at the same time anyway if we had gone. And when I tell you, I texted Steven and I was like, I'm ashamed for us. You should be. Because we should have known. And he's like, yeah, I don't really keep up on a lot of WWE nowadays. SmackDown I like, but I, I just didn't want... like. And it's I, so I watch every week. It's I so did not watch last week. And I so they were I mean, the, I didn't watch the week before. They were at Wells Fargo, and you didn't know that they were, like, right down the street from you. I wasn't even at Wells Fargo. I was just in Philly. Wells Fargo Center. I, I know that. I understand what you're talking about. They were at the Wells Fargo Center. Right. I was just in the city of Philadelphia. I didn't even pass by the center. No. If I had passed by the center, I would have seen the marquee, and I would have been able to be like, holy shit, we're going to go to SmackDown tonight. 
You should know where they are at all times. You are a host. I should. You are a host of a wrestling show. I should. Shame on you. But also, SmackDown, PSA, just a little note if you want to you know, get fans on your side. Uh, make sure we know where you're going. <laughs> How? Listen, Joe. I love you to yes. death. I, I love you to death. But you are way in the wrong on this because they only tell you fifteen thousand times on the bottom of the, the, the what they call the bottom third. Of, we learned this in TV school: the bottom third of the screen that where they're going to be the next couple weeks, and tickets are now available and on sale. And blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's on the screen, dude. I know, I know. I've been kicking myself in the asses. Yeah, as, as you should have. That would have been the ultimate cherry on top for the night. So you been able to see Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, but no, you were. Nope. So fascinated Turns out with I didn't even stuffed. watch the show. Anyway, <sighs> I just didn't have time, dude. I had to work a double on Sunday. That, I was, need, that was my fucking morning to watch it. I, I need someone. Couldn't do it on the show. Who watches wrestling? I watch. Come the fuck down, dude. All right, Jesus Christ. The wrestling podcast. We're watching wrestling. Is but it we too still much get to ask? the listeners. It doesn't matter. Okay, see, you say that now. See, you just, oh. can can the producer please uh, cut that? Oh wait, that's me. No, watch the damn show. I know. Stop it. I watched Raw. <laughs> kind of. The funny thing is, you watch Raw, and <laughs> okay, again, if we're gonna put back the curtain here, we're sp- I'm supposed to be talking to you. As if we are having a conversation about something that we've seen, that we love yes. together. Yes. And you have not watching what we're supposed to be talking about together. Yes, but see, I'm, I may not be watching, but I'm keeping up. <laughs> There's a difference. This isn't 1997 anymore. If there is, if right? there we is don't a, have to watch live. If there is, yeah, right, I, I, I don't watch live. Playbacks. Dude, I can dude. catch playbacks, and there's a new thing. I don't watch live. It wasn't around back then, and that's called social media say it with me no i won't because that's a cop media that's a cop out but i keep up all right so what happened on smackdown this past weekend uh becky lynch and bianca belair got into it Mm -hmm. they both came out in black jackets Mm -hmm. and uh bianca's had a little more rhinestone and shit on it a little little edgier side to her sure uh the demon at the end he he was the one that jumped off the off the ring post which you know what? I'll wait until we get into it. Uh, I'll wait until we get into it. And, you know, that's the talking points for SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> Pat McAfee made a hell of a joke that I one want, time. You know I what I'm talking about? Everybody listen. Yes. He, <laughs> you know what? See? You, don't you know can't what say I'm, that I'm referring to. It. Yes. Uh, I want everyone to know that um, I am now diligently looking for a new host uh, that actually watches wrestling and claims. He's been saying this for a year claim. and a half, and it's the same thing like when Stephen kicks me out of his house every else, time I fucking walk in the door. Nobody it's else the has come thing. up to the, the – nobody else has responded. That's a problem. Although we did now, get – Is that on me or is that on you? It's, it's, it's probably on me. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's probably on me. Well, I did get – I did get a <laughs> – I think next week we're going we're gonna to have a, uh, a special guest in our friend's uh, – We so my friend Anthony – Shout out to Mr. Gello. Uh, he uh, brought his sons, and he, his one son, uh, who is a huge Joey, who is a huge wrestling fan. And he's, he's only 13, and he's already jaded like us. Uh, yeah, that's so wild. I told him, and he, he has a wrestling podcast on YouTube. I told him that I would like to have him on, because I would like to get the perspective of a younger wrestling fan who's come into this new era. 
Someone uh, not in the 18 to 49 demo. That, that is correct. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's right. So we either have to get someone older, wait for Chris for another seven years, or mm-hmm. someone younger than 18. Stop aging me and knowing my age. <laughs> Stop it. When uh, are you so going out of the 18 to 49 all, demo? In six years. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I just said you were younger. You're seven years, technically. Welcome. Seven years. Seven years. Uh, yes. So I would like to see if I like to vet him and then maybe get him to replace you. I think that's that's my ultimate goal. Um, because he will. You're uh, worried about he will power know, age difference. He will. No, I'm never. This kid's ten years younger than me. <laughs> I've never worried about our age difference because it's all the same unified love of wrestling. When That's we true. watch it, yeah. Did you watch Extreme Rules? Of course. Oh, that don't give me. Of course, that that's it's of course. Pay, I don't miss pay per views. Okay, I'm not an idiot. Some most of the time. <laughs> Are you watching most tonight? Of the time, I'm not an idiot. Are you watching tonight? Yes. Okay, so it's so it's no 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 because you coming up with that response should be the same as for SmackDown. SmackDown's a good product. Yes, and I no I need to tell you this. I mean, come, 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 I, I watch SmackDown every fucking week. Mm-hmm. The problem for, is I missed last week's. I missed two weeks ago because I wasn't home or at work. <laughs> Okay. I was out. You were out getting Philly cheesesteaks. No, 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 no. That was last week. I'm talking about two uh, weeks ago. Got it. Okay. When they said that next week's was in Philadelphia. Gotcha, gotcha. That's <laughs> why they blasted This is it. where it all comes down to. They I missed one week. week of SmackDown, and everything just gets fried in my fucking brain. Gotcha. Literally happens. 10 minutes away from Geno's. Fuck Geno's. 10 minutes away. Okay. 10 minutes and two seconds away from Pat's. All right. There we go. Pat's <laughs> is the king. There you go. Pats is the king, but I just tried this new spot called Steve's. I was gonna say everybody. That let me tell you, everybody let me tell you. from Philly always says every, anywhere but Pats and Geno's. Exactly. Yeah, so maybe that's what we should think about instead of Pats and Geno's. They're just like the most I, I generic didn't even answer. Go, well, actually, we did go to Pats. Don't lie. Okay. Yes. We went to Pats. We started at Jim's though. Okay. Jim's and South. There's uh, Jim's on South Street. So there's Jim's. There's Steve's. You want my order? I'll give you my top five right now. Give me top three. Top three. All right. Uh, number one, Steve's. Oh. Right out of the bat. I love these places are all just like one first name that places. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. Mm-hmm. It's all the old goombas that all, the, all, all, the, all these things anyway. Hey, Gino. Yeah, exactly. Gino. Hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. Jim's <laughs> uh, 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 is, uh, sorry, Steve's is number one. Like I just had it. The way they do, they don't. I'm not going to get into it. I'll okay. just tell you. Delicious. Steve's number one. Jim's number two. Very solid. Very solid number two. Number three. Now, it's just because I haven't had a lot of different cheesesteak spots. Mm. But Pat's, as of right now, is number three for me. Because it's consistent every single time. And it's the better out of Pat's and Geno's. It number is. four, very close. Number four is oh, Alessandro's, and the only reason it, it went underneath that, underneath Pat's, mm. is because the ordering system there is dog shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. There is no line to order your food, so just shout stuff out, and you hope you hope for the best. No, 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 no. You go up to a window, you order your food, mm. then you step back, you wait for your name to be called when it's ready, then you get on a line that's half a block long. Well, there you go, and wait for your food with everyone else. So it's it's the most bass acrid 
ordering system in the world. So one is Steve, two is Jim's, three is yes. Pat. Yes. Honorary mention to D'Alessandro's. D'Alessandro's. Get your line system right. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll be able to. I'm looking forward to going to Steve's when the next time you guys go. Jackasses. Uh, we will invite you next uh, time. No, you won't. Good luck getting us on off. Good luck getting me off on a Friday. Well, that sounded wrong. Sound. <laughs> these drops you're making today is just gold. Officer, me off. Gold, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. Gold. All right. So my last thing outside the ring. Um, we've always known that uh, when they had the big uh, AEW, I'm talking about. When AEW had the big, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, press conference in the beginning before they kicked off two years ago with uh, in Vegas when they had like Cody there and Young Bucks and Omega and uh, out, outside of uh, MGM and nobody really knew what the hell was going on and who these people were. Uh, mm, people knew Jacksonville that- was wasn't the pre- you talking about the original AEW press conference? Yeah, I'm sorry, you're right, Jacksonville. I apologize. It was in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I apologize. Not not for uh, double or nothing. And this is why you keep me <clears throat> And this around, is why, right? yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> that one reason, <laughs> you proved your worth, now you can leave. So when they had that initial press conference, you saw all these people you didn't know. You're like, what the hell's going on? And at that time, we, what you did know was that they were all EVPs, so executive vice presidents of the company. So that was it. Except their, for Jericho. Except for Jericho, right. Yep. Uh, that came later on. Mm-hmm. Um titles were there for these people uh, that Tony Khan brought on and they were basically the catalysts for getting other names. So when mm-hmm. AEW did start, they all reached out. They were all friendly to each other. They were all cool with each other. Um, since then, report just came out that uh, uh, Tony Khan, if you're not aware, the, all those, all the, and the, with the EVP, sorry, with the EVP title came creative control. For not only them, but Kenny Omega, you know, headed up the uh, the women's division all that stuff since then no 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 more that is no more all no more really it is all tony khan cool all that's so much better all tony khan and so again i I, imagine that that kenny omega is part of the creative process yes as but i would think that he's not the final say when it comes to creative in the in the women's division specifically right as is is all wrestlers apparently, which is why they seem to prefer going to AEW more so than uh, WWE, is because they have more of an input to be able to say what they would like, what they would like, underline what they would like, and where they would like their character to go. Tony Khan has the final say, just like Vince McMahon has the final say. The difference mm, being, does he? He he does. Well, does Vince McMahon have the final say? I don't think he does anymore. Uh, no, he no, he does. I think he's still. I, if you watch, have okay, you seen yeah. 2.0? I, like, yeah, it's it's. Have you seen Carrying Cross? Uh, that's he. He's the final say. So he he looks like like a bad, uh, uh, road warriors gimmick. Road warriors, sex slave character. Okay. Yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> Okay. I'm going there. I All don't right. know why. That, Good for you. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I couldn't think of anything else. Neither could I. I just, uh, Road should, Warriors was my limit. Road Warriors is probably better than what I had. So <laughs> it's just this, this weird. He has a weird character. Anyway, um, he, he went from. It's so weird, man. I And I don't blame Ciampa for not wanting to move anywhere. Like, he just went from the, the champ of NXT to a mid carter. Like it's just you know in in the the weird thing about that also is that like you see people like you see like Matt Riddle, 
you see people like uh, Bianca Belair, or, or like Rhea Ripley. They they've made it. They've crossed that line as far as the NXT years to to mainstream. Fine, that, that's great. As as it should. Damian Priest. Damian, thank you, Damian Priest. These characters have made that that crossover, and that's the whole point of NXT was to do that for them. But for every name that you could give that did that, there's three or four more that made that jump that got immediately just like put in, in, to the wayside, and that's it. Nikki Cross. What she was champ. Right. How long after her call up? Carrying Cross. Yeah, Keith uh, Lee. Keith, Keith. Keith the Bearcat Lee. <laughs> Keith Bearcat Lee, good God. You think that was because they were in Cincinnati? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the uh, University of Cincinnati. That's their team name. If I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. I believe you're right. I'm going to say I believe I'm right, too. Because <laughs> I like to believe I'm right every time. All, all, all the time. Um Let's see, you of Fucking Bearcat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope he's a heel, at least. He's, I mean, he's going that Get way. Get him in the right? hurt business. He's going that way. Get him in the hurt business. Seems like they're, they're coming back. They're triumphant return. I'm so happy about that. Are you really? I actually am, yeah. Might be the only one. Really? I, You know, it was fine with it when it was, and now it's just like, okay. I'll, I like it. It is a Bearcat. You were right. Good job. They are the Bearcats, They're right? The Bearcats, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like to try to keep up on my college football names. Bitch, you guessed it. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Give me that. You was right. All right. Uh. Uh. Double up. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so Tony Khan, yes, he is uh, in full control. And now that that is a thing, uh, another report came out today that Cody Rhodes, in all of his uh, hatred of apparently all the other EVPs. Now, since they really don't have any more power, they don't have and no reason to talk to each other. Their their uh, uh, communication non-existent. Their wow. interaction non-existent. Uh, this That's re- bad. Yeah, this reporter basically said that they are uh, just the relationship is is done. Like there is no uh, no anything. Uh, EVP Kenny Kenny Omega Cody Rhodes Young Bucks. Um, it also seems Cody is a bit of an outsider with the equation. We talked about this a uh, long time ago. Uh, Cody Rhodes is the only EVP who require, require or excuse me, who regularly attends office meetings as an office regular. Cody doesn't ha- really have much of a relationship with any of the other EVPs at this point. It was reported that, quote, the others are still great friends, but Cody is very much on the outside looking in. Unquote. Cody's a brand new papa. That's why. Maybe Matt Jackson takes care of does that too. Matt Jackson takes care of assisting his wife Dana in her job with merchandising, mm-hmm. as Nick Jackson handles being the elite. It makes sense. Uh, Kenny Omega is very on hand, uh, on deck, hands on deck with uh, the gaming side of things. AEW games. Um, the company spent a ridiculous amount, quote, a ridiculous amount of money to get their gaming division going, unquote. But Tony Khan doesn't yeah, regret that one bit. Uh, Tony Khan pulled back the reins in a big way in terms of hiring talent as a source reportedly noted. Basically, they are EVPs in name only in 2021. They no longer no longer have final say in creative or talent hiring. Any of them, any of them, period. Tony Khan pulled back on the reins and took that power away from all of them. He also took uh, creative responsibilities away from Cody, Kenny, Nick, and Matt. Wow. That's uh, 
That's a big blow. But I think it's better for the product. You're going to have two with, I, with, with a agree. crew of people in creative, you're going to have too many people butting heads. Right. It's the reason why WWE is what it is because they have the, they have a creative team. Right. Now, granted, Vince McMahon is the one that it has to go through, but it's the team. Mm. With Tony Khan, you take out that middleman of a team. You go directly to Tony yourself. Mm. And that's how... So everybody's creative team. The sausage gets made. Again, that's why people like going to AEW. Everybody's creative team. It's, mm. he, is, he, is in, he is the Vince McMahon role now. Uh, yeah. Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. He is that yeah. role uh, for AEW. Tony Arcon, I think. Con! Uh, is there anything else that we have before? Outside, no. We get into stuff Not here. Me. Okay. Um, I'd like to let, let's talk about experience uh, really quickly. We have about a uh, half hour or so here. Let's talk about really quickly experience that we had uh, Wednesday night, last Wednesday at uh, Grand Slam. So if you weren't aware, and, and by the time of this taping, they've shown both. Uh, uh, Dynamite and Rampage. Thank God. They're I don't from- want to have to bite my tongue on anything. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Uh, sat, th- sat through both. Um, it was basically three and a half hours of, of wrestling. Well, because we got in there by eight o'clock. Like by the time we got in there, right, the, so last if match, we technically watched the last dark, dark match right. was already being taped. If they, yeah, we, we, we missed out on dark. But yeah. We got in there just for the beginning of of uh, Dynamite, and good God, just I would say it was close to four hours. Uh, it was. I don't think we got up to leave until after midnight. No, it was eleven. When I saw my watch, it was like eleven forty. Oh, okay, because you know there's no commercials, so they just kept yeah you know, one match with, after the other. With, uh, rampage. By the time we yeah, by the time we actually left the area, and by the time I left the area, it was another hour after that. So they, uh, this this it whole took thing you that long to leave. This whole thing, <laughs> as far as our recap is going to encompass everything that we've I, I've experienced as well, because it it was a shit show. And the reason why, shout out to Anthony. I'm just saying that right now because his car was parked oh, you all to take him to his car. the way f- the fuck over. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you had to go. So we'll we'll get into all that stuff. So we get there early. Um, uh, venue is, was amazing. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a, such such an awesome venue to be in. Uh, we got there early to do our little tailgate. Uh, walked in there. Uh, amazing venue for, for wrestling, and I I've never been there for tennis. Uh, to begin I've never with. been there either. But I've been in the in the in the surrounding tennis courts in what is, I believe, called the Billie Jean King Center. Tennis center. Mm-hmm. The stadium in the middle is what is called Arthur Ashe. The main stadium. that's where the the main like uh yes, where US, the US, US Open opens. Is. Right. Mm-hmm. Just the sound in there was just absolutely incredible. It was be- it was a stadium with arena feels. Yes. It was a stadium with arena feels. Absolutely. And the only thing I will say, the only bad thing about it was the concession stands absolutely sucked because yeah. it was there was a line it, it was i don't know if you ever watched scrubs but there's a joke where ted the lawyer is they have a coffee uh, they have like two coffee uh shops outside of the hospital and they're both on either ends and they're so popular that they both have lines and he ends up right in the middle of both right at the end of the end of both <laughs> so he, he's looking to his left he looks to his right he's like Oh man, and he's just like he can't go anywhere else. That's exactly how I felt when I got out of the uh, of the section. I looked to the left, I looked to the right. There were lines for both. 
it just in in all directions, and they were all none for the bathroom, all for concession. It absolutely just sucked. I, if they were shorthanded, short staffs, that was probably the reason why. But they that's were. the only thing I could say that was the the downside of that that experience. The seating was great. Um, it seemed like uh, from where we were in, around the entire arena, even if you got the the cheap seats that were behind the stage, they were angled so that you could still see the stage. Um, and the sound in there was just incredible, especially when they had that first match, when they kicked off things and Brian Danielson's music hit and then Kenny Omega came out and then the two of them just staring at each other and they had just nothing but roaring crowd there for two minutes. Just that hum, that loud, loud hum of the crowd is just, it's absolutely incredible. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was, as soon as we got in there, it uh, like. We sat down, we gathered ourselves, and then Dynamite had started. And when that music hit, just for dy- just for the, the introduction for Dynamite, everybody started going bonkers. Absolutely nuts. It Absolutely. was amazing. Absolutely. I wanna I wanna bring it back really quickly to the tailgate. Okay. You remember all of the people that we had to reserve we reserved two spots. Reserved two spots. Remember all the people that came up to us and were like, Hey, can we get oh we're waiting for people? Yeah. And I'm and I'm glad that you thought there were two that that Steven's crew was bringing two different cars. I thought for some reason that's what I thought. Oh no, no, that's not what I thought. I thought you had oh, your crew. Yeah. Anthony, I was going to save a seat, uh, spot for him, mm-hmm. and so we ended up saving two spots. I start the grill. The first guy that comes up, what a douche! He's like, uh, so which one of you guys are? Dick. Which one of you guys are going to uh, give up the spot? And I immediately yeah. looked at you, and I'm like, uh, I'm not you. <laughs> and you I was were like, No, nah, I got someone coming. Very gracious. We're sorry, we're coming. Someone coming. And then, and he, then he goes, he and whispers he goes, under. So I'm just going to come around and take it. and take it. And I was like, and okay. You, and we didn't see him again. Sure. Uh, yeah, I want to see that happen. Go for it, <laughs> please, by all means. Um, I, I think his wife probably talked him out of it. Two more cars came. We we're like, No, I think we're it's still- after I stood up. I don't look as intimidating sitting down. When I stood up, you could just see him go, oh, okay. All right, big boy. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Two other cars came. We kind of did the same thing with them. And then the last car, your boys finally came, uh, took the spot. I was cleaning up my spot, and then these two girls came up and asked for the spot. Uh, I moved my stuff, and they were they were very very gracious, very, gracious, very nice. Also asked while cleaning up. Of course like, you would move your stuff for the two cute white chicks. Well, that <laughs> Two cute chicks, regardless of color. <laughs> they, they were very cute. It just makes it funnier. It, just, it does make it funnier. They were very cute. By the way, also, I was cleaning up anyway, and then I just saw them, so I just happened to want to clean up quicker. While I'm cleaning up, though, she goes, uh, and also, if you guys can uh, walk us over, because you know we're two, two girls in Queens. <laughs> See, <laughs> so, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, that's why I walked over with them. So they, when yeah. she said that, I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can hang out, which is why they were hanging out with us. So there, was no, there was a reason why they were still there. They weren't like just like <laughs> just wanted to cling on. They were, they were there for a reason because they wanted to get walked over. And so I told them, since all of a sudden you guys were breaking out White Claws and, and Bud Lights, I said, listen, I will walk you over to the stadium. It was like a five-minute walk there, five-minute walk back. And that's why I walked them over because they were mm-hmm. scared white girls. There you go, in Queens. Yeah, they were scary borough. Of now, Queens. why do they got to be white girls, Chris? Uh, no? no color. Right, I, I don't, don't see color. I don't see color. I see women. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so yeah, that, those that's girls why, actually uh, turned out to be on TV. <laughs> on TV twice. Twice. <laughs> they ended up on TV twice. Twice. And when they showed up on the big the big screen there at the arena, they had a all... close up of them. Yeah, they like were, just yeah, the two. Just of them. the two of them. Good for them. That was awesome. 
Uh, what, they're, they're, oh, she had a good one. One of them said DMD. One of them had a Britt Baker shirt on. Mm. The Oh, the other one MJF. said MJF sucks eggs. Sucks eggs. Oh, Very, wholesome. Very wholesome. Great. Sign. Very wholesome sign. <laughs> MJF sucks eggs. Um, so there, there was also that experience. probably true. What? I mean, it might be a thing. Uh, also, uh, by the way, the, the meme that, uh, the, the kayfabe meme with, their, with his parents and the sign that said- oh, That was beautiful. That was just great. So, uh, so online, MJF had his parents basically have a sign say, we hate MJF too. <laughs> and then he responded to them in saying, shut the fuck up, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was that. Ah, the meatloaf. <laughs> ah, shut up. So let's get through uh, the cards here because it was a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the the best match of, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, of both shows, so of Dynamite and Rampage, yep, was the very was first the match. There was a kickoff match. It was yep. Kenny Omega versus uh, Brian Danielson. Just absolutely amazing. And it went to a draw, and people started booing. And I'm sitting there telling you, I'm not mad at this. I actually like the fact that they went to a draw because it will extend the storyline. I wasn't mad at it either, strictly because I called it in the, in the parking lot mm. that I totally saw that one go into a time limit draw. Strictly, not not only to further the storyline, but to build up that rule. Right. More people have to be count. Like, I believe the first one we saw was uh, uh, Jericho and Jungle Boy. Remember, in one of the very first episodes of Dynamite, Jungle Boy, uh, Chris Jericho said, uh, "You couldn't last ten minutes in the ring with me." Right. So they did a ten limit, a ten minute time limit, and it went to a draw. It's a draw, and I believe Orange Cassidy had one of those. Cody Rhodes had one of those, and I I think it was it was well placed for this particular time limit draw. Mm. It was a perfect combination for you to do that. And I'll say this: that sound like a broken record right now, but that match. Was the best match I've ever seen. Okay, um, <laughs> we're gonna move on. <laughs> it was the best live match for sure. You know I've what? You keep seen. saying that <laughs> the best live match. I you keep saying that, and I now I believe it because I I don't even think you watch wrestling, and I think that the ones that you actually watch, <laughs> <laughs> the matches that you actually watch, they are the best you've ever seen. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. Here's here's a crazy thing. Uh, I also really this is not not about dynamite. That that main event from Raw was a very good fucking match. The steel cage match? Yeah, absolutely. Was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I put that in my top 20. <laughs> 25. 20. God, I got to get you watching wrestling more. Jeez. There's I, I need could... to watch older stuff. You got you got to remember, I don't remember anything before pretty much like weed. Well, especially well, <laughs> weed had a fucking big part of it. But like the first match I can remember back to front was WrestleMania 25, which with the under and Sean mm. with Taker and Sean. Right. Like that's the that that one is one of my favorite matches of all time. In all seriousness, that that one is is will always be up there for me. That's, as it should be. That was an amazing match. Yeah. Amazing. Now the greatest. Bre all right, I'm not going to go into it. I've, I've <laughs> it was I mean, a dead horse at this point. We, we know it's Edge versus Reigns for some. Godforsaken reason. No, 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 no. That was the best match. I'm talking about the greatest wrestling match of all time. Okay. What is your What is your difference between your best match and your greatest match? Well, because the greatest wrestling match was a gimmick match, the one between between Randy and, and Edge. Oh. Okay, so the best match you've ever seen. 
the best match I've ever seen. It was Omega versus Brian Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I got to get you to watch yeah. more. Edge, Edge and Reigns has been demoted to top five. <laughs> I still also can't believe. With, also with Taker Sean one and two. I still can't believe. There's a fifth in there. Just don't know what it is. I still can't believe that you have do not have. And again, this is my. I, I constantly bring up this one match every episode that you do not have. And ironically, they're, they're now both in AEW. That you don't have Brian Danielson versus at the time Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole in your top five. I, I I'll be honest with you. I need to go back and look at that match because I don't remember a lot of it. I remember how big it was at the time, but I don't think I paid attention enough to it. Right. So the, the bigness of the match, just because of the circumstances. That was also before we started recording this, when I really, really, really started paying attention to wrestling matches. Not just the show, but mm. matches itself. Okay. Just, yeah. The match itself. The, forget the, forget about the hype that was that surrounded it, just because of the circumstances that were around it. There was no SmackDown wrestlers. They were all in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it was around the time of Survivor Series. It was a perfect thing that Triple H did to basically pump up NXT, um, and that was the the fall winter of NXT because at that point they just blew up for that small little segment of time. They were like the biggest thing, and then they just went to shit. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that you don't have that. But this match is definitely up there as, as far as one of the best <laughs> matches. Uh, it went to a draw. Uh, as it should have, I, I completely agree with the with the decision, and uh, I I just like that it was something different. That it wasn't for the belt to begin with, and there was no need to have to put one person over the other, uh, in any regard. So that was just the perfect way to do it. Uh, so there was that. We had um, uh, let's see here. CM Punk spoke on his match. We'll get into that with his match with uh, with Powerhouse Hobbs because woof. Um, I love I, right. I love CM Punk, but oof, little uh, little botchy. Uh, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. He is like the ultimate face in all of wrestling right now. Just as far yeah. as like the cheesy, like uh, he he should have been wrestling in the eighties. Like he has no place here in twenty twenty one, especially with that mullet. As with that mullet, Oof, that flow is beautiful. It is, it is just put a fan so luscious. Put a fan on that thing and just let it blow. Um, <laughs> that should be the stipulation for all of his matches just should just be fans surrounding the ring so <laughs> it's, anywhere he goes his hair just blows it's a it's a fan match um let's see here it's, it's a fan match you get thrown over the top rope you will be blown back into the ring carnaged by a fan <laughs> by oh no, i'm going open blade oh open. <laughs> i'm going open blade it's bro. a mortal combat see I'm, I'm surprised that like nick gage hasn't had a match like that like an open blade yeah. Fan match outside the ring, like you get thrown yeah. over, and you like, hand out everybody ponchos right. before because there will be bliss blood splattering. Exactly, over. got it. First three rows have to wear masks this way. You don't inhale anybody's blood. Oh god, or brain matter, <laughs> or bloody hair when or it goes head first and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's logistics. It's it's all, it's, all, it's all logistics, and it all makes sense. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who was booed the entire time uh, against Malachi Black, and he took the L on that one. That was awesome. Um, I, I'm like, you the, think really quickly. You think Cody Rhodes dyes his hair black for this tonight? He should. I think he should just go heel. I think he he was trolling everybody with that comment that he made. As far as if he goes heel, he'll retire. Yeah, um, he had to have been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that was. It, I, you know, if 
if that is what he just now that I'm thinking about it, if if he did that on purpose to troll everybody to make him like the bad guy, genius. Bravo. Genius. I I'm I'm preemptively applauding you because if that's that's the way you should go. If it's not, then I take everything back. But as of right now, if this is the way you're going and we see this now and it actually turns out to be that way, you have a fan for life. Because that yeah, is genius. Absolutely. That is absolute genius that he that he did that. Um see FTR taking on Sting and Darby Allen. As Pat McAfee said on uh, Twitter, uh, what do you say? Uh, he still uh, still got. He it. just posted a picture. He's sixty-two of, uh, of Sting's age. Yeah, uh, from on, uh, he looked at Wikipedia, Wikipedia, saw Sting's age, posted right. a picture of it, and said, "Damn, that was unbelievable," yeah. or something like that. Just, just incredible. Because um, he's not allowed to admit that he watches the other product. Right, right. That's like Peter Rosenberg does the same thing too. Like he'll he'll. Do like little comments here and there, and then everybody else on the comment board will will talk about no, it. No, but Rosenberg will actually just say, "Oh, I was watching Dynamite." You know, Pam McAfee will just go, "Ooh, kids still got it in '62." No. <laughs> the kids still got it. Uh, so this thing won, but then they got their ass kicked. Uh, we had our that was a real surreal moment for me. I'm seeing Sting, lie. yeah, seeing Sting. Yeah, I dressed up like when I was six years old. I dressed up as Sting for Halloween one year. I'm gonna. <laughs> That's so cute. A little, he's a little right? Joey little Black. Chubby, little chubby Joe Black. Little chubby Joey Black. Little chubby as, Reaper. As a, ch- <laughs> as a chubby sting. Yeah, as a chubby sting. When Even though I still bought the I, I bought the sting costume. I so would, it came with the, the muscle <laughs> sleeves and all that. <laughs> so you were chubby and, chubby and muscular. I, would have I have paid, a picture of it somewhere. I would have paid you at six years old to see you do some sort of frog splash onto somebody. <laughs> a, oh, a, stinger, a, little, a stinger splash. A stinger splash. stinger splash onto somebody. And <laughs> Here's this little kid, yeah. like troubling through, just like burr, put burr, another six year old in, in, in a scorpion deathlock. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time here's, here's me aging myself. Last time I saw Sting live, wrestle Star. <laughs> no, it was Starcade. Uh, close enough though. It was uh, Monday Nitro uh, at the Nassau Coliseum. You want to know something funny? What year was that? <laughs> I want to say like you know, maybe ninety eight, ninety five, ninety six. Oh, really? No, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that might have been when my dad went and didn't take me, which is why I got to <laughs> wrestling. We're getting to the roots. We're slowly peeling away the layers of the onions. Oh, I've come out and said that. that oh, no, I've, I hold a grudge till this day. No, I know. I know. He, but I, He I, took his friend and not me. Yeah. And yeah, I might have been six, seven years old, but still. I, when I, we, saw, we saw kids at AEW. I want to know when I meet that. I want you to know if I ever, if and when I meet that man, it's one of the first things I'm bringing up. Sting or my father? No, you, no your father. For when I meet oh, your okay. father, I'm bringing up the fact that he didn't bring you. Yeah, and then he, you I, I want I want to I want him to recollect and just re, you know, remember all the things that he didn't do for you. Hey, he'll just go. Hey, I wanted to get hammered with my buddy. <sighs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, Britt Baker taking on. Ruby I respect Soho. it 100. <laughs> percent Now, do you do? Back do you now? Respect it. <laughs> Imagine uh, just me and you going to a show, and I'm like, hey. My son. Is your my son? Isn't he six? Yeah, it's all right. Okay, but he's your son, dude. He's your son. Yeah. You, yeah. If your son was huge into wrestling and you were like, you know, what, I'm going with my buddy, you could say, I'll throw in the kitchen sink. <laughs> I'm going to take him to everything. I'll see. All right then. Because I didn't get that as a kid. Uh, see. <laughs> see? You want to get into the therapy session right now? Layers. It's the layers. Just peeling and the layers. how does that make you feel? Peeling the layers. <laughs> there it is. Well, I don't know. Layers. <laughs> layers. There's, there's your title. It's all yeah. about the layers. layers. Uh, Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ruby Soho. Um, hell of a match. You know what? Ruby, I, I 
<laughs> you wouldn't know it because it was talking w- about layers or layers in that match. WWE, yeah, lots of layers to the point of getting the uh, the, and the near falls were just absolutely insane. Uh, finally got the uh, the lockjaw onto Ruby Soho. She tapped out. And, I was talking about butts, just so you know. Oh, by the way, Jimmy Hater, Lord. We did the uh, the F, the uh, F Mary Kill game. Oh, way to keep it PG. I'm trying. Uh, I would have just said FMK. Just FMK. Keep people guessing. We played the FMK game with Rebel, Hater, and Baker. Mm-hmm. And yours was? I'm marrying Britt Baker. You're marrying Britt Baker. You're because? Ki- because? Good dental. Good dental, right, right. So just not, not for her looks or her, her body or anything like that. Or Those just, are or, an added bonus. Or, or, or maybe a good conversation. You went the dental. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Fair She's enough. She's got to be the best dentist in the business. Sans Isaac Yankum. He seemed like the worst. <laughs> he seemed yeah, like he his teeth were not the horrible. Best. His teeth, it's Glenn Jacobs, man. But yeah, I'm going to marry. I'm gonna marry Britt Britt, Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Right. So you're marrying her. You're I'm killing going off to Rebel. Kill Rebel. Oh, damn it. Yeah. All right. Which means I'm gonna f the s out of you. F the s. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm gonna f the s out of you. <laughs> Jamie Hader can get it too. I, listen, I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Uh, I even though Jamie Hader is amazingly hot, I, I, I have to kill her off because for some reason I find Rebel incredibly attractive. I don't know what it is, and it has nothing to do with being blonde. I just for some reason, just something with her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Agreed. Um, especially with everything the, the bikini photo she posts. Lord have mercy. Uh, Grand Slam Rampage. CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs kick things off with Hook. Uh, there was one, one great, great match. One move, though, especially when you get to hear his music twice. Oh, in, it was in, beautiful in the same night, which is great. I lost my voice. I didn't lose my voice. It drastically impacted my voice by the end of the night. Look at my. He did this one move off the. It was towards the end of the match where Powerhouse Hobbs were in the corner, the top turnbuckle, and he was going to do this. Uh, it was almost like a fire, not fireman's carry, but it's where. You have him on your on your back, but his head is underneath your armpit, and his legs are over your shoulder, mm, like a Celtic cross. Celtic cross. Thank you very much. This is why. This is why you're here. Or or a willow's bell. <laughs> or any Meso other champa. Any other name you want to call it? That <clears throat> move, yes. the only ones I know. That that position where he's on your back, Celtic cross, and his head basically is going to go into the into the ground, and that's exactly what happened with Powerhouse Hobbs because CM Punk weighs all of five pounds soaking wet, yeah, and he's lifting this three hundred pound guy on his back. Uh, kind of landed on his upper neck. Um, yeah, didn't that, look too good in that spot. But other than that, the match was great. Uh, Punk obviously got the win. Uh, so CM Trunks is back. CM Trunks, <laughs> yes, that's right. The, the pants are gone. You to- were you the one that told me that he had a, a pole to see if he if pants or shorts? Yes, were that was me. That was you. And shorts, I guess, won out. <laughs> um, they, they, and you're goddamn right. The, I answered the, Trunks. The, <laughs> the people and you have spoken. You like CM Punk's legs. And we have uh, got what we wanted. You got what you wanted. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Super Click with Cole and Young Bucks taking on uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. What an entrance. Uh, which one? Adam Cole and then Jungle Boy. Just sounds like a boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> it sounds like a chihuahua and then boom. Uh, Yo, not what's all about the Boom. Boom. Adam Cole, baby. Cole, baby. Uh, and then great song. Th- well, that was great, but not- I marked out big time for Tarzan. Uh, for Tarzan, boy, yes, I mean, love it. 
swaying Start the arms, swinging my hands and everything back and oh, forth. Awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. That was that, <laughs> just the just the intros alone. I could have done with done that, and then the match could have been over. Like really, just just do the intros. But uh, <laughs> Adam Cole and that that Panama City Sunrise. It's 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 weird because you go you always see the the end of the match because you can see like how Luchasaurus set himself up uh, right in the corner. And bent over <laughs> for Adam Cole to do this, the Panama City Sunrise, um, and then get the not knee. a small dude to do it. And on then either. the boom knee. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. He, what is he like? Six seven, six eight. Luchasaurus. Yeah. Yeah, probably like six eight, six nine. It's a big boy. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks get, get the win on that one. Uh, Men of the Year taking on Jericho and Hager, and Jericho and Hager get the win, but we get a surprise. Uh, appearance mm-hmm. from American Top Team and Paige Van Zandt. No, and <laughs> and Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, no, Paige Van Zandt was my my main name there, but because she's she's incredibly gorgeous. But Jorge Masvidal, which everybody was like, he's not going to do anything. He's not doing anything. We said it the whole time. Give him the knee. Give him the knee. Give him the knee. Give Jericho. Was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nailed Jericho with an explosive running knee, and uh, that was that was a huge pop on that one. And then Jericho cut himself open. Yeah, as he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz. Coming out like the Furies. Coming out like... Uh, furries. Like furries. Furies? I forgot what they're called. Like uh, Warriors. Like, like from the movie, The Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Listen. what was the gang in The Warriors? Were they called the Furies? Yeah. Okay. Or the furry, I don't know. The furries. <laughs> they were. It was a baseball team. They were all. Yeah. They were all made up with the the makeup on both sides of their face. Yeah. Uh, like split. Um, and they had you know they they had the bats and they looking like the Warriors. Awesome movie by the way. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. So they they got the win on that one. It's Antonio Ortiz and uh, ba ba The Lucha Brothers. Good job. Jesus, those are your tag team champions. I know. I should know. Brother. That. Brother. Uh, Giovanni interviewing Matt Hardy, Jack Evans, Dark Order, Anna, uh, <laughs> Penelope Ford. That I could have done without, if not for the two most gorgeous women in all of wrestling, <laughs> wrestling each other. Anna um, Jay and Ty Conti. No, well, no, well, Penelope <laughs> Ford, um, and, and Anna, and then uh, the lights up, the lights up match with Yonkers' own Eddie Kingston and John Moxley taking on Suzuki and Archer. Suzuki Goon. Suzuki Goon. Oh, a huge pop for that sing along for Suzuki's entrance. I mean, people are, I guess, are in the know, man, because I had no clue. I didn't know either, but until until the Suzuki incident. Yes, you when his music got cut off in play all that music Chicago, wherever they were before Prudential Center, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Right. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. There you go. That was awesome. Mm. That was awesome to be a part of. Cincinnati's gotten a lot of wrestling action the past couple of days. Yeah. Big wrestling town, apparently. 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 Uh, Kingston well, no, was just, They were in Columbus for, for Extreme Rules. Well, they were in Ohio. And they went to Cincinnati for, for Raw. Oh, for Raw. You're right. That's if you watched it, you wouldn't have known that. Um, did you watch it? Yes, I did. Just making sure. Uh, the, Kingston, at the end of the match, Kingston put, in the, uh, put an archer in the trash can on his head and just bashing it with a candlestick. Um, I thought trying to break it over his knee. Yeah, but then you see, like, if you see the angle, you see Archer in the can holding his head, like just making sure that he doesn't get like destroyed. 
yeah. the thing was crushing. He was hitting the top of the can, so it was where his head was. So I was just afraid, like his head, and it was on the ground. So I was just afraid his, his head was going to get crushed in this this can. Um, just uh, just an amazing night. Just all around, all the matches were great. Um, that main event, the main event, which was the very first match of of both shows, was just outstanding. Uh, it was a ama- it was such a was surreal so experience that whole night. The whole night was very good. Yeah, very good. Um, so extreme rules. Uh. See here, Liv, Liv Morgan is getting you know, a hell of a push, uh, and Carmella is just taking a dive. Which hell is, of a push is a little bit of an extent. I mean, for her, it's a hell of a push. Um, I mean, yeah, but it's also a win on a pre-show match. So let's let's hold off the the hell of a push segment for well she against gets the title shot. Okay, well, I'm, I'm in comparison where Carmella yeah, was. I'll give you that. <laughs> where Carmella was and where she is now, she's not only now on a pre-show, but she's losing to Liv Morgan. So there's your push. Um, See here, New Day, Bobby Lashley taking on. Uh, I'm sorry, New Day versus Bobby Lashley and and there you go. Styles and Omas. Uh, New Day getting the win on that one. Uh, let's see here. Try, try to think if there's anything spectacular. It was actually a good match. I mean, every, they put on a really good pay per view. That was this was a really good one uh, overall. I am not mad <laughs> with WWE and their their uh, their matches here. This this was a really good match. Uh, the Usos versus Street Profits. Holy shit! What a, what an insanely good match. Um. Uh, Charlotte. Well, we have Flair. to talk about the end. The end of the whole pay per view. Okay, I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. That's our Bliss. big thing. Let's be honest. Uh, that is a big thing. Um, excuse me. Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, it was good. This was good. Uh, this is also the reason to kind of remove her. Also, you'll probably see a new character now, which. This whole this whole feud was I thought was hysterical because uh, if you watched SmackDown the other day, uh, the two of them going at it kind of went off the cuff and did their own scripting there as far as talking about uh, copywriting or or copying uh, gimmicks. And mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss says, uh, "Your whole character, you're, you're fake. Your whole character is copied." And which Charlotte Flair basically returned and said, uh, "Let's not talk about uh, copying characters." <laughs> and then she had a little smirk on her face. Um, we won't talk about my father if you don't talk about the fiend. About the fiend. <laughs> Everybody, shut up. That's what um, they wanted to say. And why I said SmackDown, by the way, I meant Raw. But uh, I just waited for you to say that. Yeah, no, it was Raw. I'm sorry. Um, so Lily's dead. <laughs> Let's put that out there. Also, they uh, Lily is was crushed and ripped up by Charlotte Flair after the end of the match. Alexa Bliss doing a lot of screaming. It was very awkward. Just it went a little too long as far as the beats go with the camera on Alexa Bliss. But uh, we we still have a, a champion in uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, the Triple Threat with Damian Priest, Sheamus, and Jeff Hardy, uh, just awesome, amazing. Uh, and Jeff Hardy, Channel Day, you still got it, and uh, he deserves more. Which is this is probably their, them saying sorry, <laughs> because he deserves more than being chasing around uh, the twenty four seven title. Yeah. And this this is proof of he that. Deserves to be with his brother. He, well, that might be coming soon. <laughs> Who knows. Uh, by the way, also on the side note, all the uh, the the constant talk online about when contracts are expiring. Like we just saw an article with uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens. Oh, Seth Rollins. Well, Ke- Ke- Kevin Owens. Seth R- Seth Rollins when his contract expires. Uh, uh, Sami Zayn. Like there's all these these names all, all of a sudden. When when does this contract expire? When is this one? You know, it's all the indie darlings that they brought into the main roster in the past seven years, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a coincidence as to why they're they're telling us about these particular ones, right? Uh, 
<laughs> that's right. Uh, Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title. Uh, this one, a hell of a match, and ending with the return of Sasha Banks busting open everybody, just busting heads left and right. She she yeah. ended in a DQ, and uh, which I can't stand DQs. But for some reason, I I let this one slide because it was Sasha Banks and the way that she yeah. just tore shit up with it. I, I will I will take it. And then the way yeah. that Becky was at the end of the match, going, "We're friends, right?" Right. <laughs> the awkward the awkward uh, heel like look, uh, and then she got her ass kicked. So hopefully this is setting up for something at uh, Survivor Series. If that's that's not the next one though, it's a little a little ways no. off. That would be a cool match if we could do like Saudi. a triple. If we do a triple throw, well, that, that won't happen with them. So uh, <laughs> if we can get uh, which. This, this is the world we live in. It's ridiculously stupid. Uh, if we get a triple threat at Survivor Series, that'd be awesome. Um, for that, and then our main event. So let's let's talk about this, and then we can wrap things up here. Uh, Roman Reigns versus the Demon, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I you, you look perplexed and perturbed. Right off the bat, I want the Demon to crawl to the ring. Right. Yeah, this walking shit doesn't work. Number one. Yeah, go ahead. That's when I knew he was losing. <laughs> Besides other things. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about the gyrating on the ground. <laughs> I, I, I forgot in he the did moment, that, though. I, I did not like it. I forgot that he did. Not the gyrating. I forgot that that happened. That was a thing. That the music, just the lights would go black and the music would start. And then that would be like his Hulk Hogan moment where he would like resuscitate himself into like I forgot that was a thing too. Super mode. <laughs> super super demon mode. Now what sucks and particularly sucks for NXT is that they kept beating into the mat, into the ground, that the that the demon has never been beaten in the WWE. Right. Technically he has. Samoa Joe defeated the demon in NXT. Okay. So that was kind of off-putting right there because hmm. now they're obviously just looking at NXT as strictly developmental. They don't want to give any credit to them whatsoever. They never did. Even even then, they never did. Yeah, they never did. But whatever. But now it's just gone. Now, I I need to know how it develops after this week. The whole breaking of the, of the, of the rope. <laughs> so the end of the match, um, the... the 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 power up came towards the end of the match when everybody was outside. Uh, he's laying on the ground. Uh, this was also after he got speared through the uh, the wall there. Which I yep. every time that happens, it looks very impressive. I'm like, I would love to have that happen to me because it's just like it looks like a pillow. Like you're just getting I would like love slammed. To, do that to you, <laughs> bring it on. Get, bring. <laughs> I'll stand in front of a very well padded wall there, like they have there. And very well padded. Very well padded. And just spear the shit out of me. And then we'll just both land and we'll have a good laugh. And I'll go off and then I'll come. <laughs> then I'll, just like that. And then I'll convulse on the floor when the lights go out. And then I'll come up and, and kick your get shit out of you. Um, just like what happened here with Finn Balor. And uh, he resuscitated himself to bring Finn, to bring Roman Reigns into the ring. Yes, go ahead. It, the, it, number one, mm-hmm. the red light. There's... <laughs> The red lights I, I know you're, brought back your a love, very uneasy feeling in my stomach. Your love of red lights. I know. And the entire time those lights were on, I was like, do not end the match this way. Please <laughs> don't end the match this way. Looking back on it, the gyrating, I can get past that a little bit. 
The other stuff, I can get past that if they play out the story correct. Mm. The red lights, uh, I, you left a sour taste in my mouth, Vince. Okay, right off the bat. So, yeah, so they had the red lights, and then... He was, and then the music, the, the entire theme was playing. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. I, 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 I dig this. And so he, they did something. That's what I was they did more something. Yes. happy about. Yes, they did something. Music hits. He's getting it, Rain's getting his ass kicked by by Balor. He then goes up to the top rope to perform his coup de gras, coup de gras. and the top rope, which I've never seen before. I, I give I give WWE credit for. I give him an A plus for creativity. If you had to go out in a way to beat this character who's never been beaten, this was an interesting way of doing it. I have seen the top rope break before. I've seen the ring break before. I've never seen the top rope. I've seen the rope. ring break and all the ropes break. I have mm-hmm. seen the top rope break before. Good. And Seth Rollins was in the ring for that. Okay. I just want to point that out. Okay. It has happened in the WWE before. Fair enough. And I think Roman might have also been in there too. Now, the way I want to see it be played out, is you notice Paul Heyman was not in view of the camera. Right. You saw the Usos laying on the floor. You saw Roman laying in the ring. You saw Finn on the top rope. Mm. If you notice right after the the ropes break, Paul is coming towards the Usos on the opposite side of hard camera away from the the entrance right so in a world you could doctor uh fan footage to make it look like paul was the one who broke it and then ran around the other side because that's where he figured that once the smoke clears that's where it was going to go that's what i'm hoping now i've learned one thing when it comes to wwe what you want Stop and what hoping. they do. Yeah. What you want and what they do are two totally different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop hoping right. and then just accept what they do and criticize them for it. Mm-hmm. It's all that you can do with them. Uh so But other than that, it was a solid solid ish pay per view. No, I, I wanted that... more stipulations, to be honest. Yeah, but... and that was yeah, the other bad thing. What the hell was that about? I don't know. Zero. Maybe they have to have a night of champions when it comes to extreme a night of extreme. But they do they leave that for like TLC matches, like pay here, here, ready? Just hear me out on this really quick before we end the show. Sure. What if the WWE doesn't does a, does a pay per view for a night, right? One night, mm-hmm. and they do all extreme rules for that pay per view, different types of no disqualification esque matches, mm-hmm. and we're gonna call it. Get this perfect name: Extreme Rules. One night stand. <laughs> and on that note, I think that might be an issue. Uh, they they might they might want to think about that, but I, I, yeah, I think they might have used that before. Um, really? I, I, again, they they could use something just called Extreme <laughs> Rules and use Extreme Rules, not just another pay per view. Yeah, they had one one match with a stipulation. One that was the main event. Yeah. That was it. Well, technically, another match was a stipulation. It was a triple threat match, which is just that's just a an triple extreme threat. rules match okay. with three people. Right. It was nothing. You got a kendo stick. That was it. it, it the just... highlight for those fans there in Columbus was Pat McAfee coming out to enter Sandman. Okay. And he brought a kendo stick. And he brought a kendo stick. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if you come out 
to enter Sandman, you have to call it a Singapore cane instead of a kendo stick, right? Uh, I think you're required to do that by law. <laughs> I think anytime I've ever seen it, it's always called a kendo stick. I don't know. I heard it called a Singapore cane one time. Mm, might have been Tommy Dreamer. It might have been Tommy. Yeah, and, I don't yeah, think about it. Yeah, you know, for all that uh, Tommy, Yeesh. I wouldn't listen to that at all. Uh, that is, well, actually a couple of things here. So I think it was you that texted me as far as uh, the issue with the sound Ugh. Uh, during yeah. during the broadcast when uh, Pat McAfee was on there and all of a sudden the, the Spanish. I wasn't watching it live, so I only saw it. It was, the whole, it was the whole pre-show, apparently. So I missed the pre-show, the whole but pre-show I had, was looking online, and the whole pre-show apparently was all fucked up. So the whole pre-show had an had audio mix with the Spanish team. Is that right? I don't think it was just the Spanish team. Oh, okay. It was everybody. I so think you it was the Spanish and the English team. Then it might have been like the Japanese and the English team, because I heard a language in there that was not Spanish or Portuguese or Italian, which is the three that I know I can tell the difference of. So, so basically, they just did a, a best of with everybody, with all commentators for the pre-show. Um, also, uh, as I'm reading here now, uh, as far as stipulations go, this was, as far as the card goes, very last minute. So they had, there was no creative there on Sunday. Uh, everything was already like pretty much nailed down, and no thoughts were put into the fact that it was an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, so let's get some matches with Extreme Rules. WWE doing WWE things. Uh, so there yeah. was that was just there, call it Great Balls of Fire at this point. You might as well. It was another pay per view. It really was. It had it had no special speciality to it whatsoever. Uh, also, the botch with uh, they had a botch with um, Alexa Bliss when she came out. They showed a commercial <laughs> for her entrance. Uh, good call with with Peacock on that one. Um, that's it, everybody. That is the end of the show, and that is all things Extreme Rules. That is all things Grand Slam tonight again. Uh, AEW. Uh, I will also say last, live from Rochester, New York. Rochester. I will say uh, last couple of things here. Um, uh, that as you mentioned before, that that steel cage with Big E and awesome. Lashley, amazing. Uh, lastly, also I will say uh, Mandy Rose. Excuse me, Mandy Rose in NXT. I'm digging this character. Um, I, I am too, actually. I I, I like the heel ness of it and it's like way over the top heel ness um, i was out on the dark hair before but mm-hmm. i'm getting attracted to the toxicity wink <laughs> i see what you did there wink a wink a wink and on that note that is it everybody sons of slam please hit us up on twitter let us know what you think about all things let us know what you think about a host that doesn't watch wrestling that's that's what i want to know the most from everybody yeah let me know when you find a host that doesn't watch wrestling I found one. No, you don't. He's on TV. He's it. on my screen right now. I watch it. I don't want to hear no shit. All right. I won't hear nothing. Nothing. I, I, I know you watch it because I, I saw you watch it live. I just don't know if you watch it on TV is my point. I do watch it on TV. All right. Fair enough. All right. Come at me, bro. Lies and deceit. Sons of Slam on Twitter. Sons of Slam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, you seem to be uh, something you want to say before we we head out. Mandy Rose is beautiful. (laughs) I I guess I'm I'm attracted to toxicity. That was the joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) And on that note, go everybody. (laughs) Have a great night. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll see you guys next time.
Peace. There it is. <laughs> the Sons of Slam Podcast. 